When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is Old School. No DP. He's out today. I'm Austin Norman. But we do have Jay Foreman on our VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Talking some Big Ten headlines with Jay here. Um, on Michigan, Jay, but more the, the conference angle. You mentioned Michigan's repeated behavior in the news again this offseason and previous offseasons. But even more than that, you add what, what happened at Iowa with the gambling, uh, Michigan State, Northwestern, what went down at those institutions. At some point, the Big Ten has to put its foot down, doesn't it? Like if you're cheating and not winning, that's a bad look. Like if they were winning, it's one thing. But these teams haven't won a national championship in so long. They have never gotten over that hump. What's the conference's response? Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, you can't really look at it. I mean, it's hard to win a national championship. You got to sure. have a lot of things, you know, line up. But, you know, you're obviously going to tell them, man, you're not even cheating good, you know, <laughs> when you're getting caught red-handed on something that's really what everybody is, has the okay to do. Um, you know, I think what they need to do is obviously set the, set the precedent that they, if they want to be taken seriously. You, you also got to think of the factor, Austin, that's uh, – that, you know, you got four new teams coming in, into the Big Ten, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, a couple of blue bloods or at least one or at least, well, no, UCLA, UCLA and USC are blue bloods. Uh, obviously, USC is a blue blood in football. So, mm-hmm. And then you got Washington and Oregon who are definitely new kids on the block that have a lot of popularity and cachet with them. So you don't want to be starting off your first kind of conference relationship or whatever you want to call it with one of the blue bloods and, and uh, old heads in the in the Big Ten having an advantage, you know, over the, the, the you know the new kids on the block. So there, there's a lot of things that you have to make sure that you cover in order to uh, make one is set set the record straight and, and set mm-hmm. the tone. But then two, do what's right by the teams that are joining your your conference and you know keeping you afloat or not keeping you afloat, but hopefully, uh, you know, bring you to prominence. And so there's a lot of factors in it. It won't be anything that's done, you know, anytime soon, but I'm sure there's conversations and lawyers involved to where, you know, they're trying to find a quick and thorough and clear remedy to it, um, you know, so they can, you know, everybody can move on and, uh, you know, try to play as much good football as possible. So I think the Big Ten is, Happy that it got its media rights deal done seven years, $7 billion uh, back in August of 2022. It goes to market again, though, in, well, that'd be 2029 uh, is when the, the new deal would kick in. The more stuff like this happens at Michigan, at Iowa, even Northwestern and Michigan State to some degree, the Big Ten, I think, has to make sure it's cleaned up and good for television partners in the next four or five years when those negotiations start again, especially again, even though it is hard to win a national championship, we assume there's a lot of this going on in the SEC, but they've at least made it worth it. They've gotten over that hump. Is there any worry from the Big Ten that if this continues, that would impact the next media deal, or is that just a silly concern? 
Oh, I think it's a small concern. I mean, football is king. It brings in a lot of money. Um, you know, in this case, you know, it's publicity. I think the biggest thing that the Big Ten needs to do and worry about is how it affects the player on the field. So mm-hmm. you have to weigh that with the sanctions or the discipline that comes, you know, down the pipe. And so because you want to be able to say, hey, we've won a national champion championship, and we haven't been able to do that for quite some time. And so you want to get that back into the conference, but you have to do it, you know, the right way. And so, um, yes, the SEC has been, you know, doing things and stretching the rules and um, massaging the rules, like I like to say. But uh, the difference between them and Michigan right now is Michigan seems to have been been caught red-handed multiple times uh, doing things that are pretty egregious. So, um It'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, a lot of factors go into it, probably even more that we can, you know, talk and, 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 and forecast. But it's going to affect how they, you know, move forward and do business. Um, it won't affect the bottom line, but they have to be able to do business differently because, um, you know, Michigan is a blue blood. They're the best team in the nation right now. Do they lose credibility as a championship team? Based on, you know, you're going to start to hear little tidbits coming out. When was the first time they did it? Mm-hmm. Who was maybe the first team that, you know, felt like they really, you know, lost the game or, or had an unfair advantage against them? Then you're going to really start to knock down their dominance or how good they are and how good of a coach Jim Harbaugh is because these type of things just don't come out of like outer space. They, you know, no. people just don't wake up on a Thursday and say, you know what, man? I'm going to call the NCAA and the Big Ten and say Michigan have been, been, you know, checking out our, our signs and stealing our plays. It, it just doesn't happen like that. So they probably broke an unwritten rule, and then it led to a written rule, and then that's how all this thing got started. And it's just the tip of the iceberg. And so it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, how fast this fire is put out, or did it let it become uh, a wildfire? Elsewhere in the Big Ten, Jay, we had a text about this, and I definitely want your thoughts on it. In the Big Ten West, uh, it's not an Ohio State-Penn State caliber matchup, but Iowa-Minnesota, the over-under for that game, 30.5 points between the two teams. We've talked plenty about Iowa, a little about Minnesota. Is there a run in Minnesota? Do you see them rounding into form? Can they beat Iowa for the first time in seven years, or is Minnesota going to be 6-6? Six and six? Uh, I think Minnesota will round in the form. Maybe not the usual Minnesota form, but they'll they'll round in the form. Um, they they kind of hold, you know, a big key to the Big Ten. If they could somehow upset Iowa, I know the the the, the point spread is very low, but then Minnesota has more offensive capabilities of other teams, you know. And I think they have a little bit more tightened up group than even Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin mm-hmm. does about fifty times. It doesn't make sense, and so. Um, if Minnesota could get uh, Cal McCannis, get, get him going and get that running game going with Taylor, you know, they'll be right on schedule because that's much better. So as long as Minnesota doesn't give up a trick play or some uh, some tricky uh, explosive play, they'll be in the game. And if they can get a 7 to 10 point lead. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey. 
you know, and, and not lose the game themselves, uh, they'll be in the driver's seat. We've seen it last year at Nebraska where, you know, with Nebraska, you go on the road and don't punch yourself in the face. You're just as talented as Iowa. The pressure turns to be on, the pressure turns on them. They have to play a different, you know, brand of football. And then next thing you know, you walk out there with a victory. There's been a lot made of Iowa's offense, but I saw something, I think it was the Big Ten tweeted out, the, the top rushing offenses in the Big Ten. Iowa's still down at number 10. I don't think we talk enough about just how mediocre Iowa's been at running the ball. Like, if Iowa was running for, you know, 200 yards a game, even I think their offensive numbers would look a lot better. But we know Iowa's run game gashed Nebraska when it first got in the Big Ten. Um, that same kind of, you know, stretch play was just killer. They cut it back and they go for 60, 70 yards every time. What's up with Iowa's run game? Is it the offensive line or the running backs not as good? Is it the complete lack of a, you know, weapon at quarterback and receiver? Why isn't Iowa's run game better? Uh, well, I mean, I think in the last few weeks it's gotten a lot better. They got their number one sure. running back uh, back and, and uh, you know, and stuff like that. So I think they're starting to run the ball a little bit better. So, you know, I think at the beginning of the season they weren't very effective. And so, you know, the, the numbers are a little bit skewed. And so they're, they're on the uptick. Uh, they're not as dominant as they had been because you don't have the phenomenal offensive linemen that they've had, but they also haven't had the continuity with a decent passing game and obviously with two NFL tight ends hurt and obviously a quarterback, it hurts the running game because you're able to sack the box. So, um, you know, no, the numbers are in the eyes of the beholder, however you look at them. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they finish out the rest of the season. I, I just think that they've been dependent on special teams and the defense so much, you know, it's going to bottom out. Not that they're going to give up, you know, a 40-point outburst, but mm-hmm. well, what are you going to do if you only get one turnover and no no pick six and no, you know, the punter, you know, isn't able to turn the field over or cough and kick, the, you know, all the punts. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with this adversity. That's in the West. I do want to talk about that Penn State-Ohio State game. Uh, when we were doing our power rankings a few weeks ago, DP and I both put Penn State at number one in the conference. There are different numbers that'll tell you Penn State's the best team, Michigan's the best team, even Ohio State. Who needs this one more, Penn State or Ohio State? Uh, I think they both need it uh, because if you lose, then you got to put all you know put all your chips in the middle and say you got to beat Michigan. So neither mm. team wants to do that. You know, from what I'm told, you know Michigan is on another level. You know, compared to those two teams, so. I would say, I would have to say maybe Ohio State needs it more just because they're at home. They're the higher-ranked team. Um, you just never know. But I think Penn State needs it because this is the best team James Franklin's had, the most complete team that, that he's had. And they go on the road in a hostile environment. Game day is going to be there. Pat McAfee showed there. Um, so he has equal, you know, as much pressure. Uh, because he hasn't been able to get that big victory and get over the hump when it all when they really really need it. I don't know if I'm too bought in on Penn State, and I have been, you know, throughout the off season into this season. Am I sleeping on Ohio State just because I don't think Kyle McCord is as good as the guys they've had, or are they just as good as they have been, but in a different way? I still don't know what to make of Ohio State. Uh, I mean, I think Kyle McCord is starting to come on a little bit. I think Ohio State's biggest problem is their offensive line and an inconsistent mm. run game. Now, some of that's, you know, been because of injuries and guys been in and out of the lineup, but then also it's because they, over the last few years, they haven't put a true emphasis on being physical and running uh, conventionally and, being, you know, and winning the line of scrimmage. So now you're seeing a byproduct 
of years and years of softness and kind of being cute in the past game. Uh, I think Kyle McCord has shown a lot more than what people give him credit for, and it's just hard because you, you come after C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields, who both are next level, and C.J. Stroud is lighting the league up right now and lit it up last year. And people forget when C.J. Stroud first started Ohio State, it was tough sledding, and then he got right. you know got it going towards the end of the season. So, you know, Kyle McCord probably isn't as talented as they are. He's a little bit more of a running threat, obviously more than C.J. Stroud. Um, they just got to play a little bit better around him. And they have, you know what, you know, Austin, they have the tools. You know, when you got, you think you got, you know, two first round picks and then Buka and Marvin Harrison Jr., you got NFL tight end and Stouffer. Uh Both the running backs are NFL running backs. And at least, you know, three out of the five offensive linemen will be in an NFL, on an NFL roster. You got enough around them to, to play better. They just got to go do it. And uh, they got to be a little bit more consistent. And I know you're a defensive guy, so on the defensive side of the ball, Jim Knowles coming over from Oklahoma State uh, last season was his first year there. I really liked that move. Oklahoma State was solid on defense in the Big 12. I think they've adapted well, and especially that opening week against Indiana, was it as McCord needed some time to get his feet? Ohio State made those plays. Jay, I remember watching their linebackers get run by uh, Clemson when Clemson blew him out in the college football playoff. I think Ohio State's gotten better on defense. Is it national championship level good or just good enough to hang in the Big Ten East good? Uh, I mean, it's national championship good if the, the, if the offense is playing well. Um, sure. Um, you know, and so I think they, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, I think the biggest thing over the last couple of years, which has been, you know, alarming, is their inability to, to stop the deep ball. Now, some of that mm. is directly tied to the lack of pass rush and, and, and dominant pass rusher. You got, I think you got Chase Young, Bosa brothers, and, you know, numerous other guys that are, you know, being effective at the next level in the NFL. Um, so if they can find a way to, you know, be, be as advertised against the deep ball, then they're national championship level. And I think another year in Jim Knowles defense with a lot of guys coming back, you know, Tommy Eichenberg, mm-hmm. uh, we got Tamola, you got uh, Steel Chambers, uh, you got Hall in the middle, uh, you got Pryor uh, in the safety position. He's kind of fought some injuries the last couple of years, but he's a playmaking safety. Um, I think they can win a national championship. That's us, Carl Famer, Jay Foreman, with us on our VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. We'll take our final break of the show, come back and wrap up Old School here in just a minute. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 